Damn, Shani, back at it again with the podcast. Hi, I am Maddie Germs. Welcome to QBT. And I'm Shani, and I'm wondering, what is that accent you started off with? Um, it's from Damn Daniel. He's like, Damn Daniel, back at it again with the white fans. Oh, I don't think that's, that's not how it sounds maybe in real life, but that's how it sounds in my head. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't catch that's that. That's okay. I'll send you the video later. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, welcome to QBT. We are two queer babes talking about mental health pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. Uh, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just slammed my hand. Oh my gosh. I'm hurted. We just started the episode and you're already a mess. It's fine, this water is getting to me, you know? Yeah, well then I won't ask how you're doing, because you're doing a mess. My funny bone, it hurts. I I hooded. Um, in preparation for today's episode, I have a question for you. What is it? What is your sun sign? Um, I am a Scorpio. Mm. So, my understanding is sun signs are like, it's like the most guiding thing it's like not even really like how people see you or how you see yourself is just kind of like how you sort of orient yourself to the world first and then you're rising and moon and then all the other planet stuff kind of like plays yeah. into those things but i hope andres is gonna tell us more yeah later. we're gonna learn more about that later i'm a libra i was just gonna ask what your that's sun my sign. sun sign um which means that's an air sign is that what um ador delano is who Remember on her season, she's like, I'm a fucking Libra. Oh, then she probably is. Sounds like I mean, but it could have been, I could, I'm a fucking anything else. She could have not been a Libra. It could have been yeah, but it's very, I feel like it's very Libra to be like, I'm a fucking Libra. Okay. I feel like we're a very proud group of zodiacs. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I don't know. What is your, what's your star symbol? Like, what's the constellation make? It's a, it's a scale. Oh, balance. Balance. Balenciaga. Balenciaga, Yeah. I yeah. uh, I do care about balance. I'm very neutral on things. It's difficult for me to make a decision on mm-hmm. anything because I feel like I see both sides. We're all supposed to be very sensitive okay. and artistic. Um, essentially, I think all Libras are supposed to just be gay. That's great. I mean, yeah. we need more gay people in the world. Um, Scorpios are supposed to be, I feel like, they get an air of like mysterious or there's a lot of like revenge sort of things going on i mean we do have Mm. a stinger which i guess is like yeah pointed i guess i can like you know really hurt your feelings with my words if i needed to but if you need to it's like a defense mechanism yeah i feel like i'm mostly nice and my pincers pick up things they're helpful helpful. yeah i think pincers yes i feel like it's shocking sometimes i that they're a water sign that is confusing a little bit i would think earth that's what I would think too but then obviously like literally I'll be in water for six and a half seconds and be like oh yeah this is cosmic this, this, is, makes, this makes sense, sense to me yeah <laughs> um, yeah um, if you haven't guessed it today we have our friend Andres Lopez on to talk about astrology we're gonna get our birth charts read but in the meantime do you want to shoot some shit do you want to talk some politics and pop culture etc et you know I want to girl okay all right all right and you know who I want to talk about first 
No. <laughs> it could be literally anybody. Yeah. Me. Um, my girl Mulan. Oh, Juan Mulan. Juan Mulan. Uh, you know, she hit the streaming services on. I think it was late Thursday night. I think you could rent it as or well, I guess mm, stream it as early as Thursday night. But yeah. anyways, if you got thirty bucks, you can do she it. She hit the market, and let me tell you, I've noticed she made some coin. I, I hope feel so. like a lot of people paid for that. I know that. I well, I didn't personally, but sure. me and a friend did. Uh, we watched it on because I have housemates now, which is super fun. I'm like sharing house space. Um, my housemates bought it and then we all Venmoed so it became just like buying a movie ticket but just on a giant screen comfy yeah. or just like you know smoking a joint oh, maybe allegedly allegedly watching Mulan it's long it's beautiful it's two hours and five minutes uh huh mm-hmm. it's you... long <laughs> um, it's very beautiful what do you think? How was your, what was your impression? It, it was gorgeous. It was definitely gorgeous to watch. It was not funny at all, um, but it wasn't going for that. It was Mm-mm. a very serious movie. Yeah. It was action-packed. I think epic is a good word for it. It was very cinematic and like these breathtaking sweeping shots of like mountains and fields and battlegrounds. And then you have this like this tinge of magic to the whole thing, but also with cool sort of like martial arts. And yeah, it's it's really pretty to watch. It's very serious in tone. There is a lot of dishonor and honor and mm-hmm. disgrace and honoring your family and yeah. a lot of that, which I think- can Slightly be, triggering. <laughs> slightly triggering. Um, and can definitely be a bit odd to understand. I realize being American. Mm-hmm. I feel as though they harped on that a lot, but I also thought, well, do I feel like they're harping on it a lot because this is so sort of foreign to me mm-hmm. with like the society we live in, which is so individualized and very much so like, I mean, if you can make more money, like fuck your family. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I feel like I have given it um, in my mind, like a B plus a minus. Mm-hmm. I, I there's still this stuff with the main actress that I just like, you know, that is not who I'm talking about right now. She, fuck her. But um, in terms of the movie in and of itself, it just, it was a really cool Disney. I love a PG-13 effort. I like that it was a little bit darker, a little bit spookier. I like that it, I mean, there was t- scenes in it that were so beautiful. Like just, uh, even the set of the town where she starts out in, that circle thing where they're all kind of like on top of each other and... Um, I, I found some of the shots to be like a little too slow. Like some of the martial arts stuff, I was just like, Mm. okay, this doesn't need to, like, I've seen the matrix, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Right. But, uh, I thought there was just so much of it that was really beautiful and just, I didn't know what was going on in it. And for a movie that is supposed to be a remake of something else. I was stoked that I was kind of like, where mm-hmm. is this going to go exactly? Like I see the beats yeah. of like the thing that I'm familiar with. And I also see how they're making a big effort to change it, which some of the stuff I thought was big efforts that sort of paid off. And some of it I thought was big efforts that didn't exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it gives me very kind of like, it's kind of like the Hobbit for me, honestly, but like more women. <laughs> Like, instead of, like, sexy dragons guarding gold, it's, like, flying phoenixes and that, like, claw bitch. Yeah. I am still a little bit shocked that, like, she chose 
the emperor over that cool ass witch. Like, if I was Mulan and that witch was like, do you want to be like amazing with me? I'd be like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Every single other person in this town has treated me like garbage. It's <laughs> time to, it's time to get my witch powers. I kind of wanted to see it go dark for just like a second, just for like maybe five minutes of that movie could have been her being like, I will choose to go. Like, even yeah. if it was like a fantasy and then she came back. Or she did it and then like, the audience doesn't know that she's going to trick her and betray her later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, I wouldn't have liked that either because it's, like, women against women. You know, I don't like. But it, there was a part of my heart that was sad that she chose her country, which is maybe, honestly, in alignment with that, like, actress's views. is like, you know, bullshit or whatever. Like, very imperialist state over, you know, women's rights or something. You know, I'm not going to speak to shit. I don't know. But, Yeah, and speaking of women's rights, I really appreciate how they... I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it yet, but just, like, watch it. Um, I really like what they did. They, like, killed two birds with one stone with the love interest, mm-hmm. sort of. They sort of... Still has a little bit of a bisexual flair. A little flare. bit of a bisexual flair to it, Not but they as also... As... Yeah, they sidestep it, sort of. In favor because of Because Cartoon also... Milan is like, that man is bisexual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very, like... If you want him to be bisexual, he, he could is. be. Yeah. And if you don't see that at all, also sure. Yeah. You know, um, I think they did a good job of that while also like sort of sidestepping that just a bit in a way that also empowers young women to do what they want to do and mm-hmm. to be in control of like their own identity um, mm-hmm. without ruining anything. Yeah. Because I think that the way they treated the love interests was very. Love interesty, not love interesty. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I was just seeing a lot of weird stuff that was just like, you know, where's the dragon? Where's the music? Like, I and in my mind, I'm just like, if you want to watch that movie... It exists. It watch that movie. Since 1998. It's free on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Like, it, it, it was on Netflix for a long time before that. And that's what's so refreshing about this one, I feel like, is that... It it's a different movie. Yeah, it's not like... And I mean, no shade of The Lion King. That looked gorgeous, but it was a beat-for-beat recreation of the cartoon, just with CGI. Same thing with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. A beat-for-beat recreation. And I don't need a beat-for-beat recreation of anything anymore. It's similar to, like... Um, we've discussed about this maybe on the podcast, but like a remix, right? It's right. like, I want to feel something different when yeah. I listen to this song. I want it to change just a little bit. It can keep some of the same elements. Maybe same party, but different hour. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Cute metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it did a good job at that. It's a completely different movie from the cartoon. Um, I feel like the cartoon gives you what you need for it to be a cartoon. This gives you what it needs to be an epic real life adaptation. Yeah. And I mean... I, Little Mermaid is going to have singing. I mean, that's going to be a yeah. musical again. I am hoping that it, that it keeps elements of this Mulan story, which is like, or this Mulan vibe, which is like, we're going to give you the characters you know, but tell the story in a little bit different way. Right. Because like, Little Mermaid as like a cartoon, it's like cute. But I mean, it's also like, the plot is thin. <laughs> a very very thin plot. and it like happens in like seven i think that movie is like 32 minutes long like it's like Probably. it's so short and so i don't know i just when we see you know baby chloe or hallie whichever one it is um is it hallie it's it's hallie okay yeah the little baby one because her last names are bailey so it's hallie bailey and it which is just like a weird mind thing because i have to 
actively choose not, not to say Halle Berry. Berry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we will, and that's okay. <laughs> um, they killed it at the VMAs, though. Oh, my God. The VMAs. Yeah. They they did such a good job. And let me tell you. The um, queens of quarantine. Okay. And Chloe's a little thick, thick now. And it looked good. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that video or that performance where she's in like that metal and then also that thing that she did for that gay magazine with the drag queens and she like shakes her titties at the camera Hell I'm like yeah. I'm loving this like cause she's not right at 21 she's like 22, 23 I feel like she's like finally like we love God but we also love our bodies you heck know? yeah <laughs> you can love both yes um, they did so good I mean they sang um, Ungodly Hour which is my I think very easily my favorite song on that album, Ungodly Hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super solid. I still keep, I keep listening to the album. I think it's like, so I thought maybe it was going to have like a week long. Sometimes I'm, I'm really loving an album and then I go back to it and I'm like, no, I liked it that week. I'm, yeah. Uh, but I, I keep listening to it Same. over and over again. It's a very similar to the Disclosure album itself. Oh, very yeah. like, I'm just around the apartment. I hadn't really heard it when we talked about it last week and it's all I've listened to. Like, you yeah. literally told me about it and then I'm, Spencer's so mad. It's the only thing I've been playing. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm like, wake times. up, play, driving, play, <laughs> cleaning the house, play. That's all that's happening. I mean, I'm here for it. It's to look at the album. If you haven't listened to Disclosure, listen to Disclosure. Um, but also VMAs. Lady Gaga performed. She did. That was really cute. She's like nine one one's the next single. Yeah. I'm. She said, "Wear your mask seven times." Honestly, the performance and the Ariana Grande moment, all of that was really cute. What was amazing about that though is we've gotten like no really album promotion out of that. Yeah. Outside of the Rain on Me and the other song video, and she just gave us like these giant cool looks, like, and yeah. they were all. Everyone, she was like, wear a fucking mask. You know, like she was performing in a mask. Ariana Grande did that thing where she like looks up at the camera and like pulls it over her nose a little bit and then like swishes her ponytail. Like <laughs> it was cute. They're very it's like, very you know, cute. COVID's still happening. Wear a mask. Um, I thought the performance was good. I thought the sets were cool. The whole thing was really confusing. She was a little flat. She might have been. Just a little bit. I, it wasn't the, her best vocals I've ever heard her. No. But she was also like dancing. So it's like, yeah, you know, not everyone's Beyonce. Unfortunately. Um, Doja Cat, though, great. That performance was good. You know, I don't think I saw Doja Cat's performance. You would, it's really good. It, I think I'm like accidentally not supporting her right now. I mean, that's fine. I mean, she, <laughs> all the anti black stuff from those like yeah. message boards came out, and then she never really dug herself out of that hole. She just kind of sidestepped it and made like jokes about it. And yeah. it's like, I don't know how to feel about it, but I'm like honestly, passively avoiding her. Yeah. I you know. I, it's, it's like, like that, that girl in Dr. school that you have an issue with, but it's just like, I mean, it's not enough to bring up right now. Sure. I just don't really want to like even have to say hi. So I'm right. going to take, I'm, I'm watching go the other hallway. Yeah. yeah. We're not like Kiki, but I'm watching her. Yeah. She could get back in my good side eventually. I see, her. I see her over there. But right now she was talking to Chad and I broke up with Chad and I just don't know if I can handle it right now. Like I just, I don't know if she's sus or just was getting a piece of candy. I don't know, but that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought my least person Persignment. Oh, I don't know what that means. Miley's it's, a it's a performance assignment. Oh my god, it felt like homework. No, I thought she did a great job. I really liked the like kind of slow climb up until the disco wrecking ball thing. I thought that was cute. And mm. then very Madonna. She did something similar. She's also like driving a bus around. She's doing a lot. She's doing a lot. They're really like you whip that mullet around this country, girl. Y'all are still really upset with me because I think that this song "Midnight Midnight Sky." 
Anyway, so what's the point? Sounds like a weekend club. I'm cutting that for the episode. It does. It sounds like a weekend song. I've spoken my piece. I just that is insulting to to disco. It's insulting to um, you know. You know what? Peep. It's, it's like insulting to Mark Ronson. It's just like the weekend is Do one person. You need person. to have to talk with Miley about that. <sighs> you know what? I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> um, what else are we watching? Um, you know, I put uh, this Boys in the Band trailer and then I realized I didn't even watch it. So whatever. Jim Parsons is being gay. Okay. He is. Um, <laughs> the Boys season two is out. Really have been waiting for that one to come back out yes when i first heard a lot about it when the season one came out i was honestly really suspicious i was like this seems too bro-y for me i i like was yeah i was like i don't know i've also it was also before the hbo series watchmen came out and so when i was seeing the boys i was like i've seen the watchmen like i get this kind of flair i get what's going on but then I feel like after episode two or something, I was like, oh, no, I'm in. Yeah. I really liked it. I've been waiting for season two to come out. We've got three episodes so far. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I love it. I echo the same sentiments. It's very like it takes you about two episodes to get on board. Mm-hmm. But then you also realize that like, oh, no, no, no. Like this is like a satire on that same bro culture. Right. And you're like, ah, OK, now I'm on board. Like mm-hmm. this isn't just a mindless, gory show. It does get very gory sometimes, which you know and it's like even though marvel has like tried to sell us on the fact that like captain america is the most moral one mm-hmm. it's like i like how this show p- plays captain america how i always see captain america which is just this like weird imperialist figure that i don't get yeah yeah i don't understand why he is like the superhero you know what uh, I mean? captain like, america is not my favorite superhero it is spider-man if anybody is ever wondering duh spider-man is the only option that's the only option i mean or any X-Men. It's like, if you tell me your favorite superhero is Spider-Man or any X-Men, I was like, you're either a faggot or I can trust you. you yeah. Know? it's That is a good benchmark. Yeah. You uh, tell me it's Superman, you tell me it's Batman, I'm like, okay, no. capitalist swine. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um, but season two is really good. I like the addition of, I do not remember her actual name, but I know she's from that show, You're the Worst. Um, oh, yeah. And she's, she was so funny on that show. Um, and she's on this one, so I was like delightfully surprised. This is the electric Portland bitch. Yeah, the thunder Thunderstorm Storm, Stormfront. Stormfront, I think, is her name. And she's from, All the like, names Portland. Are stupid in this show. I was like, woo! Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I like the twist of what happens at the end of episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I li- I am really on board with this show. I think Same. that it paints a good picture of, like, if superheroes were actually a real-life thing. Um, I love Chase Crawford having body image issues with his gills. I think yeah. that is so funny. It's, it's funny. so funny. It's really funny. Um... Yeah, it's a funny show. It's a gory show. It's an action-packed show. I think the plot can get a bit convoluted sometimes where Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. But I feel like they end the last season by sort of tying things up in a way that makes sense where I'm like, oh, okay, I understood what I've been watching for the last, like, four episodes. Um, And right now for season two, yeah, I'm on board with it. Yeah, I'm excited to see more. I'm a little bothered that it's, like, coming out week by week. Same with Lovecraft Country. I watched... Um, well, actually, I told you, I fell asleep when I first started watching Lovecraft Country because I took an edible and it just was like, whoop, I'm out. But um, I woke up today, finished it. Um, love the Indiana Jones episode. Yes. Love the fact that they're like, not only were these people slaveholders, they also, you know, were touching on genocide as a like form of 
white history as well. Um, they're just doing some really, really cool things with this idea of how do we play with history and play with wizardry and magic and then also keep a story going forward with kind of new vignettes of types of horror stories, you know? Yeah. So we got like monsters episode one, we got magic sci-fi episode two, we got a ghost story episode three, and then episode four is full Indiana Jones. And it's like, yeah, while that may not be quote horror, that adventure horror is a type of thing. So. I wonder sometimes how long they can keep this going. Probably 10 episodes. Is this a limited series though? Well, I mean, like if there's a season two, would they just like repeat some of the same genres or would they? They could, or they could be, it could be new people, yeah. you know, cause we could flash forward. Yeah. Like imagine if they figure it out in the fifties and sixties and then we get like, um, I don't know, their kids have inherited the powers. Mm. And so then we get the eighties, you know, like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Cause then it could just. But I don't know. I mean, it all depends on if they're going to keep it at the episode. I mean, it's based on one book. So I don't know if Lovecraft Country is going to be the story of the whole book or half the book yeah, or what. True. I don't think that there was multiples in that series. No, 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 no. I think the book was also like vignettes. Um, Which is Lovecraftian. I think it's cute. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but no I, it's like one of those weird kicks I get out of like reading who's going to be in it, but I never like actually the watch it. The only time it. I ever think about Dancing with the Stars is when they announce who's going to be on it. And it's like, that's it. That's the only time I think about it. Well, they announced who's going to be on it. And I don't know who like, I think two thirds of the people are, but the people that I do know, Carol Baskin okay. of Tiger King fame and Heard also her. potentially murdering her, hus murdering her husband. Go Carol. Um, we're a supporter. Pro Carol account. <laughs> um, Johnny Weir, the um queer figure skater, professional figure skater. Um, who's really been making a name for themselves, I feel like. I feel like, like they turn correspondent. Yeah. And then who's the younger one that was just big? Oh, not oh, what is that one's name? I don't know. I'm thinking of Gus Kinworthy, but that's no, he's like a snowboarder. snowboarder. But they were the same year. Yeah, it's the other one. It was almost like, why didn't y'all just hook up? That would have been they a headline. They might have. I'm sure they did. Didn't Gus just break up with his partner or something? Does anyone have Gus's number? Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'd like to have him on as a guest. Just like research, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look up this guy, gay ice skater. Okay. Johnny Weir, yeah, great. The blueprint, Nelly? Oh, Adam Rapone. Yes. There we go. Good baby Adam. Um, so Johnny was going to be on there. Yeah, Nelly's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, which... With Band-Aids? Uh, I hope sans Band-Aids. Are they... Did they get canceled? Are we good with Nelly? They got canceled a really long time ago um, okay. for demeaning women and not apologizing for it. And okay. then turning around and asking women for money to save his sister, who I think had cancer. Um, it was a whole thing. Uh, when it that, happened. All of that sounds fake. I just wanted to yeah, you know, like everything real. you said sounded fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for this, but can you also give me money? Um, anyways, Nelly, Sky Jackson of, I guess, Disney fame, but we just know her for like reading bitches down left and right. So that'll be fun on Twitter. Of I feel like when I think about Sky Jackson, I think about that picture of her in a chair. Yeah. Where she like looks really small in the chair. Like, because Sky Jackson's that girl who's like, she just like, she could be an adult, but she looks 
very young and yeah. small and she's tiny. like she has like selena gomez disorder I think worse. I think it's also because, like, for a moment when she was younger, she was wearing big wigs, like adult wigs, yeah. but she has a kid head. Yeah. And so it was like, ugh, it's creepy. I didn't look at it all. Like a, it's like a doll. <sighs> She's that girl that got um, Azalea Banks kicked off Twitter. Because, like, yes, Azalea Banks was like, you stupid ass fucking bitch. And everyone was oh like, God. She's 13. I wonder if Azalea is going to be watching the answer with the stars. What if Azalea is one of the um, secret people and then they have to, like, compete against each other you i don't think great television i Ooh. don't think abc would take that liability they would not no way they would no that would only come on like spike tv misogynist men fine so <laughs> makes, absolutely not um let's get into some music all right look haley 47 that zoom. new song is so cute it's a bop zoom uh, a certified I, bop i saw it on my spotify and i was like i'm gonna save this and then i was like you know what you always say that about new music just play it <laughs> and i was so glad i did because it was what i listened to my entire walk i just put that song on repeat it is so good it's just oh dun, it's surprising and it's like and kind of beat. a story song too yeah, she yeah, like yeah. tells like the ballad of going off on a bitch yeah. like she's like what is it like Going to get cream for my edges didn't know it was gonna like turn into a sh- yeah, showdown yeah, or yeah, something like yeah. that. Like, my like ex's baby mother yeah. came up from me like came up from behind. I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Which is <laughs> nothing I love more than like butch woman naming exes as baby mamas. Yeah, like yeah. that is very funny to yeah. me, and I love that a lot. Uh, I love her so much. She. Like, Haley is always giving me it, but, like, in her own lane, but giving me, like, somewhat Missy vibes. Sure. Right? Um, I mean, she is a lesbian who makes music. Both the, but both the look, sort of how she raps, sort of. Yeah, she's the rapper. The she does the bandana face. Yeah. She wears a mask. Money was also on Lovecraft Country last night. It money. was. I it got was. money. Last episode mm-hmm. had a lot of contemporary hits on it. It Compared did. to the other ones. I wonder if that was in post after it's done well, or if that was, like, kind of planned. You know what I mean? Like, it's done it's so well, I wonder. It's done post, I feel yeah. like. But they have, like, It works. A, it was really good. Whoever's the music supervisor has, like, some list of songs that are approved. Um, do oh, and her sister make... banged that white guy. What? Oh. I forgot about that. When he, like, took her on the stairs, I was like, was Danger hot. Mouse, but it was... It was hot. I was into it. Um, yeah, there's this Do It remix with Chloe Halligan, Doja Cat, City Girls, Mulatto. I, I don't know if I can say that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Um, <laughs> that's her name. I, I don't know if you can either. I'm sorry. I'm looking up. I'm sorry. Can, can white people say Mulatto? Okay, well, uh, <laughs> pretend I did it. Um, City Girls, their verse was interesting i feel like the weakest part of that song honestly npr has a whole article on if white people can say the word in the i'll read it when i go home <laughs> i'm gonna send you the link i'm sorry i'll put a bleep <laughs> in it afterwards if i shouldn't have said it i just that's her name uh, well okay anyway she's on it sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm in tears over here how do you feel about this song Ms. um i haven't heard it I didn't listen to it yet, but um, I'm happy that those people are teaming up together. I love a female-fronted single hit, remix, anything, honestly. Um, Mulatto's album is very hood, very southern hood, which I can appreciate. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I know that she goes by Lotto, too. 
That is what I will call her. Okay. <laughs> that makes it a little bit better. Yep, it does. You can say Lada. I, yeah, you can I say Lada. We'll see. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just be like, I'll point to you to say it anytime I need to. Um, uh, I think the remix is cute. I don't know if it needed a remix, but I think it works. And I, I feel like the City Girls part is like the weakest. But I also find them like they are fun. I don't find them to be like great rappers though. Like all of them. Isn't there two of them? Oh wait, who are we talking about? City Girls. Oh. No, they're they're not great like rappers. But, but they that's make... like turn up and then do it's like not exactly the full turn up thing. Yeah, and it's so like turn up for Doja like, and Mulatto. Uh-huh. They are on like a certain vibe where they're like they're bringing like higher energy but it's still matching the vibe of the song and then i feel like city girls don't know what to do with a slightly slower beat and like one of them felt like they were chasing it a little bit i don't know text me later see see how that feels to you i I feel like city girls do good on literally just like shaking your ass music if it's not to that tempo then it probably doesn't work yeah you know you can't slow it down i still haven't really heard that album other than like a couple songs could you imagine a city girls ballad no, exactly. I'm good. SZA came out with Hit Different, though. Hit Different. Hit, yeah, I don't know good. what language she's singing, but I love it. I don't either. I think I only started catching the words the third time I listened. Mm-hmm. And even then, I like couldn't string them together. Well, I went to YouTube, and I hit captions, and they were like, captions isn't available for this video. And I was like, well, how does anyone know what she's singing? <laughs> Shit, maybe she don't know what she's singing. Yeah, I mean... But I'll still listen to her any oh, day. Totally. It's, the song is very much so a single. I'll say that. Like, yeah. It's... It has I, that cool outro, though, that, like... Yeah. Well, like, the video. Oh, the song itself doesn't have that outro on it as well? No. Oh, cool. So the she outro, gave us, I think, like, is a, another whole other song. teaser song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Cute. I like a lot more than this different. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the video's gorgeous. The video's great. Um, I feel like I listened to Hit Different twice, and then I ended up just listening to Control again. Control, literally, I... I have very few albums that I listen to all the time, and I think I listen to Control at least once a month. Like, I will have one day where I just only listen to Control. Like, wow. I don't know I why. love it. It's so well, good. Well, it's crazy. We were just saying the other week, like, oh, when we were talking about Jasmine yeah, Sullivan. Last week, we just yeah, said, I had no idea like, she was coming out with This is a hole in my heart, and yeah. here she is. And I'm like, right on fucking time. Truly. Right on time. Truly, 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 now, truly. Now, we just need Rihanna to get her shit together, who apparently had an electric scooter accident. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna had an electric scooter accident, but she's fine. She has a scrape on her forehead and her face is a little beat up. But like a lime or like a moped? I think like a lime. Ooh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> she should have just said a Vespa. <laughs> Um, I think, I don't know, it just said electric scooter in the headline. Like you're worth the billions of dollars and you got in a her. lime accident? She- yeah. I mean, it could have been bird. Like, at least make it a joke. Like, Flightline isn't going to exist anymore now. They're still popping around town here. Somehow, Rihanna could probably get away with suing Line. Um, That'd be cute. Yeah, but she's fine. Her face is fine. We don't know what's going on with the album still. No, no idea. I saw this tweet the other day that was like, so y'all really left Snapchat for Instagram stories and someone's 
else was like, yeah, four years ago. And someone else quote tweeted that and was like, actually, we left when Rihanna dragged them to shit or something. I forgot what they what the tweet was oh, about. Oh, yeah, but... she was like the queen of Snapchat for a while. And then she put out something that was like, fuck Snapchat. And I, I mean, I stopped using Snapchat for myself because it was like, bef- I feel like there was a moment where it was kind of big, but also wasn't huge. And it was mostly for nudes. Like, I feel like it was, like, the place where you sent nudes so they weren't, like, in the ether forever. Like, obviously yeah. people can screenshot, but, like, you were told if it was screenshot, you know? Yeah. And then it became, like, the thing the kids did. But before that, I got off. Because I was like, I don't need to be on Snapchat till 2 a.m. It's just, like, not healthy for anyone. And I remember when stories was a thing, like, on Snapchat. Right. Like, I actively contributed to that. But I just, I can't imagine still having a Snapchat no. account. Like, it feels... Well, now it's like, just for, doing? like, I feel like it is literally just for, like, picture messaging. Like, yeah. you're not using it for anything other than probably still sending nudes that disappear. And then, and also you get, like, a whatever, a notification from my screenshots it. And then... I just feel like... It's just for chatting. It worked as this thing to kind shows. of get these short clips. But, like, Instagram's... Well, I just don't understand why you would still have Snapchat if Instagram stories is there. Like, yeah, yeah I guess fuck Facebook. But, like, I don't know. I don't get it. That's why everybody should just get off the social medias. Um, Maybe so. I think it's almost time for that. Um, anything else? What else is happening out there? The I mean, um, politics side, we've had a lot of sad stuff happen. So, I mean, last week we started talking about the guy who died. And then we found out later that he was a proud boy. And then this other, you know, kind of like anti-fascist protester killed him and then the police showed up at his house the next day and shot more than 40 rounds into his body so no intention of bringing that man in just full murder for murder which i guess is legal now and so that's something and then you know there was the shooting of the protesters um by that man who is you know getting articles written about him about you know him doing graffiti which actually i'm not even gonna go into a thing if you haven't listened to this week's episode of the read kid fury does an amazing takedown of the way that people have been reporting about that person um so i'm just gonna direct you there and use my energy elsewhere (laughs) um but yeah it's a dark time we got the election coming up i think it's um i think it's um oh (laughs) you um just sent me a text about what to call Miss um, Miss Lotto, um, <laughs> I will I will do my homework, guys. I'll do the homework. You'll do your homework. Maybe um, over the break. Yeah, uh, let's take a break and come back and get our birth charts read down. Uh, the house boots, this. Mama. Yes, yeah. God. Done. That was a Z snap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone, welcome back. We are so freaking excited to be joined by Andres Lopez, um, who is going to be diving into some astrology with us. Hello, honey. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really good. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Mm. Um, <laughs> my heart red, girl. Ooh, I love it. I'm excited. Mm, we're going to spill the tea today. <laughs> yes. Um, before we get started, we'd like to ask everyone, can you share with us some identities that you hold? Um, how do you come into this world? Um, who is Andres? Wow. Um, 
Well, thank you for asking that. Firstly, I like to believe that Andres is a very accepting, very diverse, inclusive um, personality that really strives to allow for everyone to feel acknowledged and heard and supported. Um, I'm very artsy. I like to express myself and create harmony and community through the arts. So whether that be music, which you can check out and listen to some tunes or visual art, um, and also astrology has really been a big part of my makeup, to be honest with you. It was what allowed for me to step outside of my introvertedness to maybe become a little bit more extroverted. Um, yeah, and so I, I like to, you know, support anything that's about self-empowerment, self-leadership, community building. I really much value uh, mental health, emotional health. Um, things like that. So anything that is about empowering ourselves. It's also what I do for work outside of what I do for fun is working in the mental health, behavioral health field. Um, so I take a lot of pride in being able to provide that support for communities and for friends and yeah, for strangers and people that I meet every day. How did you find yourself there? Like in this place of what feels like spiritual, mental um, sort of guidance? Mm. It started actually being born in New York City and, you know, having been born and raised in Queens, it was always very overwhelming for me. I was very sensitive as a young, young kid and my sensitivities never made sense to me. And, you know, it's funny because so many people are like, New York, like, oh my God, what was it like growing up there? And I was like, it was hell, y'all. Like, it was really <laughs> bad. Um, and I never understood, you know, how so many people wanted to live there because for me, it was all about wanting to get out of there. And when I left at 19, I made my way over to the West Coast and ended up in a small little hippie town called Sedona, Arizona, where I took my shoes off for the first time, put it in some red dirt, banged on some drums around a full moon and really tapped into my inner spirituality, um, really connected with some amazing, interesting people that I would not have met otherwise. And so that complete contrast of New York City and Sedona Red Rock Desert really allowed for me to step into the unknown and to kind of just like trust that whatever was meant to happen was going to happen and that I would meet the right people at the right times and just continue to find more of myself in that experience. And so it brought me to where I'm at now, just kind of always questioning life and trying to find more depth to just the surface and, and just being a very inquisitive creature, I guess. So when you're talking about having an idea identity with the exploration of astrology and then you're also talking about like finding that which is within us when you're it sounds like became closer and more connected to nature like what was that evolution like in terms of specifically finding astrology and making it a personal practice and almost what sounds like a personal identity mm. Uh, well, being in Arizona was the first time I really got to see some damn stars. Let me just say that. Like, okay, sure. The pollution in New York and the air pollution, like you barely see the stars. Honestly, you barely see the moon sometimes. There's just so many city lights everywhere that like, for me growing up there, I never even thought to look up in the sky to see something. Right. Um, and so when I moved to Arizona, it was like 
thousands of stars. Like I saw the Milky Way galaxy. I saw shooting stars every five minutes. And it made me realize like, whoa, we are so tiny in this large, you know, scale of things. And there are so many planets and so many like stars every single second that I'm staring at. And it really expanded my awareness outside of just what felt like my entire existence. Like I felt mm -hmm. like an ant looking up at the <laughs> sky and seeing all these beautiful stars and planets. And so it led me to become more curious about what these stars and planets did energetically just like floating around and the moon specifically became something i was it became something i was obsessed with mm -hmm. i finally started seeing the cycles and just kind of starting to become more attuned to them and just recognizing within myself when i would feel more sensitive as to when i would feel more inspired to be assertive and take action and started noticing that it was very in alignment with the moon um, and so that really started allowing me to open up to this idea of astrology. And to be honest with y'all, growing up in a religious household and me being queer and identifying with queer and knowing that that was going to be hard to be accepted by my family. Sure. Um, astrology was one of those things that, you know, was said was like the devil's work because it Absolutely. was... Just, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. And anyone who predicts the future is not doing, you know, a good deed. And, and I honestly did not resonate with that. I mean, I grew up as a little kid watching Walter Mercado on television, you know. <laughs> we like, love Walter Mercado around here. We do. And he was fabulous and he was amazing. And he just spread so much love and, and light and awareness. And I remember being a kid and staring at him on the TV and thinking, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Like one day I will be my own version of that. And if Walter Mercado can do it and be as brave as he was to go out on TV and, and present himself with so much courage, I will do the same. And he yeah. was one of my idols growing up. So it all started to come around full circle and astrology just started becoming, to me, another language. It was like speaking English or speaking Spanish. The more mm. research that I did, the more I dived deeper into it, the more I learned about myself and I learned about others and I learned about communication and how to energetically be able to be empathetic and considerate. Um, so it really helped me develop a strong okay. sense of an identity um, and a compassion for the world, honestly. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like I definitely identify with the part <clears throat> about like, uh, I feel like growing up religious as well, um, Baptist Christian, it's just like, yeah, like that's the devil's work. Like I, there was an episode of Love Con Lovecraft Country that came on, I think it was last week's episode, and they were like messing with the Ouija board. And I was like, no, no, no. no thank like, you. We don't <laughs> Ouija boards around here. And I remember being in New York and friends of mine going to like a psychic or like a palm reader or hell, even like tarot card reader, um, and me being very like anti any of that. I'd be like, nope, you guys can go. That is not for me. Um, and I don't know, I feel like living in Portland, getting out in nature more. I remember when I visited Tanzania in college, um, where, you know, like there's no streetlights, nothing. So like when it's dark, it's like pitch black dark and you can see like the entire Milky Way. Um, I agree. I feel like some of those things, like once you have had experience with them, once you you don't know what you like until you've like interacted with it. And I mm -hmm. feel like for me, it's the same. I was pretty much like arm's length away from astrology or even thinking about the moon's effects on like humans um, until you're sort of up close and personal with it. And you also just sort of realize like, 
people act a fucking fool on full moon nights. What is that about? <laughs> like, legit. And I think, too, there's something that I am hearing and identifying with outside of, like, the former understanding, right? And it's, like, moving into this new... I love the the way that you're talking about it as, like, a new language you learned, you know? Because I think that Shawnee and I have joked a lot around what we do and do not understand about astrology. And a large part <laughs> of that is, like... uh the difference between, you know, getting on Duolingo every once in a while and then being bilingual. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like having, I know mm. some words, I like know the way the grammar structure sort of works, but I could not speak paragraphs to you, right? Like we're only going to have some basic right. ass sentences. So one, I'm super happy that you're here to offer some of that um, broader understanding for us because you've offered so kindly to read our charts. Before we get into that, I would love to just hear, you know, if you're working in this field of behavioral health and your day job, and then you also have a much bigger, more art-filled, more spiritual-filled life that is like, you know, uh, spoken through the language of astrology, it sounds mm -hmm. like to me. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times there's going to be a difference in perspective between astrology and then mental health. And I think um, part of that is because what you named earlier, like the idea that there's something to predicting the future. That's a, that's a lot of the narratives that I heard around astrology when I was younger. And as I was, you know, getting into some of that Duolingo level kind of stuff, I was like, <laughs> oh, actually it's more of just a way of self-reflection, a way of understanding self. It's a tool for that versus necessarily a, tr a tool to see my own future. I think that, you know, maybe if you know the language more, that can be aspects of what's going on. But do you want to dispel that myth? Do you want to speak to it? How does mental health and astrology rest in your mind, either connected or not? That's an awesome question. Um, I want to start off by saying that that... I have also heard about the, the biases or perhaps the preconceived ideas that astrology is about predicting the future. And in all reality, what astrology is, is the actual math and almost like the science behind understanding the effects and the impacts that these planets have to us on this earth because they're within the same solar system. So with having had all this knowledge after all these years of being able to understand the distance between each one of these planets and to the sun in correlation to where the earth is and how long each one of these planets take to make a full circle around the sun compared to what it takes for us on earth, it really starts to break down into simple math. And so it's not so much about predicting the future as it is the ability to just be aware of where we are in the present reality. Okay. So being able to understand like, okay, well, the, the, the you know, the moon is over here and, and Mercury is over there. And so you start to understand a little bit more of what this becomes. And, and so the easiest way for me to explain that is I always go back to this uh, association of when we're younger and, you know, growing up in the city, we would order pizza and they would get that big box of pizza with the 12 slices and you would open it up. And then there was this like little plastic thing in the center that almost looked like a little kid's table that you would use to play mm -hmm. with your action figures. Well, picture astrology being just that picture that little table thing in the middle being the sun and all those 12 slices that got sliced up equally all represent one different sign. And so depending on where the, where, the, where the planets within that solar system revolve around that sun, they all start to land in a very specific slice and they continue to move. So astrology actually has um, a very systematic 
chronological order to it. And there's a pattern behind it. And there are so many patterns within it that it starts to come down to simple things. Like it goes fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water. So you start to break down the simplicity of what astrology becomes in elements, in nature, in timing. And so once you start to become familiar with what these things are representative of, you can almost start to then build on your own perspective to, to almost think outside of the box and think colorfully, to look at things from a brighter note rather than such a negative perspective. So astrology starts to give you the ability to do that. It just adds different colors to your palette as to how you can express yourself, how you can communicate. And like you said before, I really want to touch on the fact that you said something important, that it, it becomes a tool. And the way that I think it ties into mental health is that it's not so much about using astrology to really figure someone else out, which if that's your goal, you can, and you can use it as a tool to better understand those around you. If you really care about building better relationships and you get to understand people for where their, you know, astrological makeup is, but ultimately it gives you a personal tool for yourself where you can start to reflect on yourself and where that stands for me with mental health and the field of work that I work in is I think there's something very magical and powerful about being able to be supportive to others and offer them the guidance and the support to know how to look within and to learn how to become self-accountable and self-leadership, like to, to develop self-leadership skills. Because, you know, it's so easy for things to feel heavy and for there to be this idea that like, we just want a solution, you know, we just want to fix our problems. And of course, that's, that's, that's what we all would want. But when we can learn how to be there for ourselves and nurture ourselves, then we can actually allow for our cup to overflow so that we can be there for others mm -hmm. by showing up more confidently and mm -hmm. more in alignment with our values. So I think for me, that's how I view astrology as being my access to engaging with the field that I work in. It becomes like an inner dialogue that I have with myself that I mm -hmm. use to keep myself in check without projecting any biases or any assumptions. It just gives me a reference point to come back to so that I can just still be humble enough to get to know people, you know? Yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, and I know you said magic, I think a lot of people, myself included, sometimes mm -hmm. get astrology um, confused <clears throat> with like magic and thinking it's magic. But everything you just described, actually, the, the idea of paying attention to patterns and mm -hmm. um, understanding those patterns and their impact on people um, very much so sounds like what psychology actually is. And I think that guidance that you offer uh, is exactly what a therapist does as well. A therapist, I mean, some solution-focused therapy, sure, offers you, like, actual advice as to what to do, but therapy in and of itself isn't about, like, advice giving. You know, it's about helping a person understand who they are, understand their patterns and behaviors, mm. um, and then help them change those in a way that are a little bit more healthy or in line with what that person needs, um, which is what we should be thinking of when we think of well-being. Um, or right. bringing awareness to where they are in their context, right? Yeah. Like that is a part right. of understanding self is understanding how the rest works too, you know? Right. Mm. Right. And where you fit in relation to all of that. Absolutely. And right. um, that literally to me, I'm just, this is one of those things I'm just calling it out. There's no real question here, but like, it's the same thing, right? Like it's 
psychology and astrology are very much so interconnected in that way. And I think the same way that sometimes people forget that psychology is a science, like it is, right? Because mm -hmm. it's dealing with human beings who um, we sometimes don't look at as like an object or a thing to be studied or sort of looked at and like there, for there to be like a variable and a control related to it, um, we don't look at it that way, but I think they're very much so connected. Mm -hmm. And also, they both are, they, in, oh my God, I'm stuttering. They both <laughs> involve faith, right? Like, so there is faith in the scientific method. There is faith in the ways that we understand and break down the world. And we have decided our, quote, objective, when really they are just the faith that we have in this type of measuring system. Mm -hmm. Whereas I see astrology as very similar. It's like, it's another framework to have faith in, to have an understanding of self. And it's like, whether i don't know not and i don't mean this offensively but whether it's true or not doesn't really matter that much to me you know what i mean like like and if it uh and i only name that just because i i know that there's going to be like naysayers listening or whatever right like but there's like there's like an element of like okay even if this is sort of created out of man's understanding of what's going on and it isn't so, sort of quote objectively true which like that doesn't exist <laughs> um, but like, if that's what's happening, it's like, okay, that's fine. It's another way for me to look at myself, to look at the world around me, to look at everyone else around me, to look at my relationships, to look at my feelings. And like, if that is related to the thing that which we don't understand, great, you know, and if not, great. I spent some time thinking about how to be a better person. Like, there's not really a bad, like, there's right. not really like a, a net evil there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to be able to get some more language to what's going on, to offer maybe a, a deeper understanding of myself. Like I have co-star, you know, but like, mm -hmm. I don't really always know. Also, I heard that like, they were just like people not even really that involved in that community and, and sort of have a kind of skim off the top kind of like hipster mindset of astrology. And so, <laughs> like, about right. so, right. like, I don't, so like even that is a sort of skewed understanding in and of itself. But um, yeah, I think maybe if we want to start, what are, what are the basics of a chart reading? And then why don't we maybe start with Shawnee first and then kind of just tell us what you think you know about us. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is, so what is a birth chart? Like let's start there. Sure. Yeah. Very important question. Um, a birth chart more or less is at the exact minute that you were born. And in order to have an actual birth chart reading done, um, I just want to say is a very vulnerable thing because it is allowing, whether you believe in it or not, it's allowing there to be access on being able to understand the energetic makeup of what it was that was the culmination of the energy at the exact moment that you were born. Right. So if you were born at 2.05 in the morning compared to 2.10 in the morning, you know there could have been some actual shifts that happened within those five minutes based on how the planets were moving. The, the further out that the planets are to the solar system, the longer that they take to come around full circle. And so the closer that they are, they change more frequently. And so at the exact moment that you were born, all these planets were in a very specific location, which can give you some insights and clues as to what were some of the influences energetically that were imposed 
in that moment that you came into this into this life like if 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 you view yourself as a soul being that was traveling and then right as you got here onto this earth you showed up as a baby it was like you came with all those same particles and energy and dust particles that are made out of the stars and if you believe in that then it's like okay great you came here with a purpose and so all these planets were in a very specific alignment giving you insight on what about your energy and your personality can be drawn as um, an idea or a guess because each planet is responsible for a different sort of um, facet to our, our makeup. And, you know, and this can be made up as far as like, you know, what are some of the, the metals or um, the amount of life that, that exists on these planets. Like there's these associations that get tied to them. Um, they have stories, you know, that go from like, you know, ancient Greece and stuff. I personally follow astrology and try to simplify it so that it can be digestible, understood, and inclusive to all. I try to do my astrology readings a little differently because I like to bring them to simple math and nature and elements. And um, so again, you know, having your birth chart done can be a very vulnerable thing. I would highly recommend allowing someone that you trust to do it, you know, that can also, um, use it as a way to build connection rather than to create distortion. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. So you're not going to read us the filth is what? I mean, if you'd like, I can get real dirty. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I for one Let's... crave it. So Okay, done. <laughs> I live for it. Um, so we will start with that. And so at the exact time that you were born is the most important thing, as well as location, because depending on where you were on this earth at the moment of your birth, there's different time zones, there's different perspectives and angles. And so having that information is key to having a very accurate birth chart done. Now, when we talk to each other and you're like, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Leo, these are the sun signs of which represent you because we go through these signs every month. And so we shift signs and the sun is representative of your conscious self, who you are in your daily interactions, the way people see you. We're going to start off with Shani first. Is that correct? On the birth chart? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So are you Shani, ready, Shani? Are you? Ooh, <laughs> deep breath. All right, y'all <laughs> listeners. I guess you're going to learn some things about me, along with myself, probably. So this will be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> Shani was born October 2nd, That They don't need to know the year. <laughs> okay. Sorry, boo. <laughs> She's 11 years old. Well, you know, just for security <laughs> purposes, I don't everybody, I need everybody for to know. Sure. Shani, what's your right. social? <laughs> you might as well just give us your, yeah, your social I was security. born October, income. I'll just do this. I was born October 2nd in Tennessee. Andres has the rest of the details. Done. Perfect. So at that exact moment, the sun was in the sign of Libra, which is an air sign. And so Libra is usually... Um, associated to an intellectual kind of an energy because air signs and fire signs are considered um, in, in astrology what would be considered masculine energy and that has not much to do with the actual gender as much as it is the associations that describe what that is masculine energy in astrology is considered to be action and like logic whereas emotion and creativity tends to be associated to feminine energy and we are all made up of 
all of these energies all together because again when we were born all these planets had different aspects of those things so with libra being an air sign um, it has this assertive strength with wanting to be communicative it is also represented by the scale so it seeks balance and order and somewhat of fairness um, it appreciates the ability to connect and to build relationships libra is a sign that is aware of the fact that it needs the support of a community to be able to thrive in a world that is not so much a, a, a single-minded world. So Libra seeks fairness and equality and is usually a pretty good person to go to when you're needing someone for support that can just sit there and listen and offer you the ability to just be fair about things. The moon is representative of the subconscious mind. So where Libra represents your sun sign, your present side, moon is subconscious, your, in, your interpersonal ways of thinking. And you have that in Aquarius, which is another air sign. Aquarius is one of the last signs in the zodiac. So it's another intellectual sign that likes community. Unlike Libra, where Libra works almost in like a smaller scale, Aquarius is more larger picture, more community oriented. So perhaps a way that you can feel internally is almost at times can be alienated. Aquarius is very known for being quirky and weird and oftentimes misunderstood, but highly creative and highly intelligent and also likes to be part of a group. Um, so the, you know, each sign has its, its shadow aspects and its positive aspects and shadows don't necessarily mean anything negative. They just mean that they offer you an area of recognizing where a challenge can become a gift if you give it the attention and the, the energy that it deserves. So with Aquarius having that shadow aspect of feeling alienated, you know, it, it's something that you can look for so that you can feel encouraged to want to like step outside of that and remember that you are part of a team and you're really supported and people see you for your creativity. Mercury is a planet that's associated to communication and the way we process information. You have that in Scorpio. So what I would guess from that is that Scorpio being a water sign and it being about depth, you like to like you seek the mystery you like you, like nothing gets by you very quickly like someone can share something with you and you have the ability to kind of see through things like it's a piece of glass like you're not very easily susceptible to just what you hear just because it's a trend or a fad it's like you're like no let me check this out for a quick second like let me do my research let me investigate you're really good at investigating in that sense like you have to find out the finer details for you to even like budge a little bit you're like Mm, let me sit with this. Okay, um, I'm a cynic, y'all. I don't believe anything. <laughs> I'm always very like, eh, we'll see about that. Right, right. You're like, let me figure it out. Also a little bit overprotective. Like perhaps if you if you if you actually believe in something and you value that, you will protect it. And if someone kind of questions that, you would be willing to defend it and be like, actually, no, let me state my opinion because I've done my research in this field and I know what I'm talking about. And you take pride in being able to, you know, almost nurture what you actually care about so it's like a good gatekeeper to have in that form of communication and information venus you also got in libra girl so it means like you are all about relationships like you like meaning that if you're going to do a relationship you're here to do the shit right like mm -hmm. you are not here to waste time you're not here to mess around like you like things to be fair you like things to be communicated you're not about the guessing games you're not about like, you know, having to feel like you need to like convince anyone of anything. You know your worth and you're just waiting for that reciprocity. And Libra and Venus girl, is all about reciprocity. That's right, girl. I've been trying to tell these fools my entire <laughs> life. They just don't see. And this mm -hmm. is why I am the way I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So with that being said, you hold yourself up to that integrity and you remember that you have a lot to offer and that you're super fair and you're super understanding and you're super compassionate. And so, so long as someone is able to meet you in that space and offer the same in return, then you got yourself a good relationship, boo. However, someone is like not showing up in that way, which at times is what we usually attract so that we can learn to remember what we value underneath it all. And reciprocity for you is the key. So, so long as you feel like you're getting that, then you got yourself a good opportunity to move forward. Mars is a planet responsible of assertion and how you wake up in the morning, like the energy that you have to get on with the day. You have it in Virgo, which is an earth sign that's representative of being able to kind of understand that the details matter. Virgo is all about structure and, and analyzing things and being able to get things in order. It's like you're really motivated to get your ducks in order. Like you can, you know, see the larger picture and know that it's going to take work and effort. But sometimes Virgo can be a little over analytical and can be very self-critical. So when that starts to pop up, you got to remind yourself to be kind to yourself because you often take on so much because you have such high ambitions. But when things don't seem to start going that way, it can be very easy for you to go down on yourself really hard. So Virgo can be very practical and very useful if you allow yourself to work with that energy rather than be consumed by it and feel battered by it. And we're also in Virgo season. So right now is a time for you to really access that ability to like, you know, sit with yourself and realize that sometimes we gotta sort through things and kind of discard what no longer works so that we can move forward understanding what it is that's being asked of us right now to be more mindful of. Uh, we got a few more major planets that I want to go through and then we're, we'll be on to Maddie's. Sure. Kind of just like a uh, mouthed wow. So like I need y'all to know okay. what's resonating. Yeah. I love it because I actually am looking at the chart right now. I'm not even seeing y'all's faces to really understand if I'm even getting any reactions. Oh, honey, you so... are hitting every nail on the head right now. Okay, okay. We're just listening. We're just like absorbing it all you know I'm like, i love it i know this is making me want to whip out a glass of wine and just like, do it real quick when this is so, over when we hit done yeah right we'll be on this podcast for three hours if that ever happened <laughs> that's true that's true all the listeners said oh no i'm out <laughs> <laughs> so next we have jupiter and jupiter is a planet that's usually responsible for uh expansion like how do we receive the most good fortune and how do we expand out like by you know, tending to that energy. And you have it in Aries. So what I can gather from that is that you are the most fortunate and you attract the most abundance when you actually allow yourself to step into your power and to acknowledge what your gifts are and to work with your values. Because in some ways it's like you have this leadership quality to you that is meant to be received well. So in, you know, Aries is also a very combative sign. It's the first of them all. It's an air, it's a, pardon me, it's a fire sign, but it's the first of them all. So it's ruled typically by Mars which is an assertive planet and there can be a lot of like you know warrior energy that goes with Aries but the true warrior is one that recognizes that it doesn't need to battle to ever prove a point like you're here to live out your best life you're here to live out your truth and so long as you're not compromising your integrity to be able to do that you will receive the most abundance and good fortune when you allow yourself to step into that leadership role without dreading it and without being like oh god why do I have to be the one girl it just is that way you're here to be that one you're here to be that bad bitch that's gonna make decisions and to do it well because that's what your gift is and you will be the most supported by the universe by co-workers by friends when you can really step into that and see that as being a gift rather more so than a challenge 
Now, speaking of challenges, Saturn is usually the planet that's responsible for restrictions and limitations and how we sometimes can feel restricted, whether it be because we put that on ourselves, whether society puts it on us, whether we receive that from outside, you know, um, references. Saturn is that, that planet that allows you to feel that restriction and you have it in Sagittarius, which what that means and what I gather from that, Sagittarius is yet another fire sign. And so it is a sign that is associated to knowledge. It's like you love expansion. You love like Sagittarius loves to have like almost like a finger in every pie. Like there's just never enough knowledge that you can acquire. The more the better. You want to be someone that has resources and the ability to know many things. And you're very adventurous. You're very curious. You don't want to just stop at one platform. It's like you know that your mind can expand as far as you'd like it to. But because it's in Saturn is in that in that energy that is where you feel restrictions perhaps like maybe when you think about it you're just like damn i i want to do so many things how do i pick one you know and unfortunately we grew up in a society where it's it's made us believe that you have to pick one thing and stick to it in order to be successful and the truth is, is that i feel you know our generation came to shake that up and to be like no yeah. that's not true i can do many things and i will do many things and i will be good at all of those things because i'm passionate about it and i don't want to limit myself to just one thing so that's something to keep an eye out on when you feel like you have to feel pressured to make a decision because you need to pick one thing. Remember that your energy is actually meant to expand and that it is good for your soul to allow yourself to have many outlets where you can express your truth and never to feel confined by just one. Hmm. Moving on, we're going to Uranus, which Uranus is actually my anus. Your <laughs> anus, girl. Your <laughs> anus is coming right up. Show hole, Sean. <laughs> Those are my only fans. <laughs> Andres is the only fan. Oh, for now, for now. You know, it's a five hundred dollars subscription rate, so I'm not surprised. Damn. So Uranus actually is also in Sagittarius, which Uranus is actually the one part of our birth chart that goes beyond just us. Uranus, because it's one of the furthest planets out there actually takes so long that it's a generational planet. Mm. So most of your friends that you're like, you grew up with all have that same sign. And it, it almost becomes like a, like a generational karma that we're here to contribute to. Right. And because it's, it's in Sagittarius, it goes back to what I was just saying. Like this idea that had been imposed on all of us at a young age, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You got to pick one thing. I mean, I know for myself, when I would answer that question as a kid and I'd say an artist, I legit had people laugh at me and they're like, but for real, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I want to be an artist. I want to be a musician. I want to do these creative things. And to have grown up a big part of my life thinking that that wasn't good enough was what allowed me to be able to step into it more. So within your own generation, like you're doing your part to be able to break that narrative that we need to just stick to one thing. And so long as you do your part and everyone else is doing theirs, now we're making changes. Now mm. we're representing what this generation is actually here to do, you know, cause we got that power y'all. I mean, I see all of us really doing our thing and I honor every one of us for following mm. our passions because look, look where we are right now. It's like, here's our time to step in and to really make a difference. And I think we're already doing that. So definitely keep that up. Um, Neptune also becomes um, like the, your dreamy side, like the way that you seek 
uh, like, uh, like a fantasy in your mind of like, okay, ideally, what is it that you're wanting? How is it that you want to see yourself in the future? And you have that in Capricorn, which is, it's, it's a very grounding sign. Capricorn is, you know, a very tactful, organized, understands that there's moving parts to the larger picture. So you're good at like commitment. You're good at dedication. Like you like the follow through. You like being responsible for that. And so you know that for you to live your best dreams, it's going to require you to remain focused and to be committed to knowing that it's a process and you allow yourself to take those steps confidently so that you can step into that. Damn, girl. <laughs> God, how are you feeling? I'm feeling all kinds of great things. Like, this is all so accurate so far. We have one more planet left, right? Pluto? Yes, Pluto. So Pluto yeah. is like uh, the planet of the underworld, the planet that re represents, you know, like our, almost like our, our subconscious patterning and our, our healing and what we're here to do. And that's another one that's really far out there. And so it also kind of gives us more of a generational collective effort. And I have it in Scorpio. I'm sure Maddie has it in Scorpio. A lot of us between like, you know, the eighties, mid nineties will probably have that. And, you know, from my intuitive understanding of this, I think we have all had to really go into the depths of our most shadowy aspects, you know, like I know for a lot of us, so much of like um, sensuality and sexuality and expressiveness and like our creativity had been like almost daunted on us. Like it was like a bad thing. It had been so suppressed in all these other generations. And we were the ones to break out of that and say like, no, we're going to, we're going to own this. We're going to embody this and, and show that there is an ability to tap into this inner magic that we have and we don't need to suppress it. And so it's like one of those, you know, energies as well that we're all working on collectively. And a lot of that can come up through, you know, sensuality and learning who we are and how we identify with the world and how we identify with ourselves. And Scorpio has that very deep understanding of how to go deep within our own emotional realms and to be able to come up to the surface and, and break through that water to, to breathe some fresh air. It's like, that's what we're here to do is to reclaim our power through our identities. And from the looks of it, y'all, like I said, we've been doing a hell of a job, I got to say. Hmm. One of the last ones that I want to go over with Shawnee is because this is, again, just the more basic uh, start of a birth chart interpretation is understanding the planets and what they're responsible for. There's so much more after this that we can talk about another day or maybe on another episode where it can go deeper. But another very important the houses one, and where they are. Yeah. Okay. And so there's 12 houses and, and we can get into that, like I said, in another time, but one of the, the, the basic houses to look for that can give you good insight on, you know, the beginning of a birth chart reading is your ascending. I know you've probably heard this before. It's like, what's your rising sign? Mm. And so what the ascendant um, represents is the ascendant sign is a zodiac sign that was on the Eastern horizon at the exact moment that you were born. Mm. And because it was on the Eastern horizon, what that represents is how you are perceived by the world. Like, you know, despite all these planets that I just spoke of and how they can give you a little insight on your energy, the way that you are perceived by the world is completely out of your hands. Like you can do everything in your power to show up however you want. And people are just going to see you the way that they see you. And I'm sure you probably had times where you're like, what the hell, how did that person get a read on me like that? Like, I don't get it. And 
the ascending sign can help you with that. It kind of gives you an idea of what other people see. So now when you're like encountering a new person or making a new friend, you can have this information available to you to realize like, okay, let me remember that most people are probably going to see me or feel my energy this way because my rising sign is in whatever. Yours is in Sagittarius. So what that means is Oh my is God, that I thought mine was in Cancer this whole time. Look at me. Okay. Wow, yeah, it's, it's 10 degrees uh, in Sagittarius. So what that means is that you give off this impression that you are very passionate. You have this fiery energy to you that can be very interchangeable. It can be very, like, um, adaptable. Like, you can, like, make your way through crowds and, 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 you know, find a good rhythm to contribute. And you can also just kind of venture off in your own thing. You have this adventurous spirit to you that people feel. You're also like, you know, very expansive in your areas of knowledge. Like you could be one of those people that can engage in all types of conversations, you know, from anything as casual or as complex as the other person is comfortable with. Um, and, and you have this like essence to you that's very exciting. Like you are, you're all about adventures and, um, so people get that from you. And I, I know I have, like, when I first met you, I was like, wow, like, there's so much I feel like Shawnee has there, but, you know, he'll open up when he's ready because I know there's so <laughs> many different things about him that are so intriguing. And, you know, that again, that's something that you, you can think about when you meet someone new, that they're picking up on this vibe, that there's a lot to you. Um, and, and of course, like, say that person's like, really pushing to get to know you you're probably gonna just like shut down and be like sorry girl you gotta go go your way <laughs> yeah like don't be so thirsty like, right and they might get hella disappointed because they're like but why i can sense that he's i gotta start treating people like that i'm working on it me and my therapist are working on it i promise <laughs> <laughs> so yes that was shawnee's more basic yet still complex um birth chart interpretation which Honestly, just having read that for the first time and having known you for some time now, I can see how so much of this, you know, can can be felt. And, you know, for like for me, now that I've read this chart and am your friend, like the way that I would, you know, see this is moving forward. Like, say, if I were thinking about, you know, how I want to engage with you in a conversation and like you know, if I knew that about you, that you had Scorpio in your, in your communication, I would know that I can trust you with some deep, dark secrets. Like mm -hmm. I know if I, if I had to go someone to, to someone that can be there for me as a support, you know, that energy of Scorpio and that Mercury sign is like, it gives me the impression that, you know, you're very trustworthy and that you wouldn't judge me and that you would actually allow me to really reveal who I am and you would be able to be supportive of that. And so like, this is where astrology starts to become a language. You can use it as reference points to mm. maneuvering your way through life a little more consciously, you know? Nice. I, well, that was amazing. Thank you for that. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I not necessarily learned more about myself, but um, like felt seen just now and felt mm. very much so, um, not that I need validation, but like, I don't know, like, sort of the behaviors of my past, sort of the track that I've been on in life, it all sort of adds up and you sort of just naming so many of those things that I have felt 
mm. um, internally or have either heard from people or have sort of been like, <laughs> I don't understand why people like want to have conversation with me. I want everybody to leave me alone all the time. Um, I now understand. <laughs> um, and like I said, I mean, definitely has given me something to think about when I'm talking to my therapist um, and when I am sort of just um, processing some of my internal things. But yeah, this was great. I mean, wow. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Because, you know, if you ever do go deeper, like there's so much where you can like see how certain planets coincide with each other, where they're opposing each other. And that actually starts to give more insight on cycles and things that you've seen in patterns. And so this was like a very just, you know, rough draft of an overlay, but it, it it's meant to allow for you to feel seen most importantly by yourself, but then also by those that you're willing to share that information with. And let me just tell y'all, don't be giving out your birth charts or petition to everybody these days, because you never know. You definitely want to make sure that it's within the right hands of people yeah. that are like, you know, looking out for you and really want to get to know you. So would you say like, don't share your ascending and moon on a first date? You know, it's funny. I never thought about it until I, I actually started doing birth chart readings for a lot of people. And I remember specifically, I did it for this couple and they their mouths were like, their jaws were dropped. And I remember the husband was like, he turns to his wife and he's like, yo, babe, don't ever give anyone your time of birth. And she's like, why? And he's like, cause I'm sure they'll manipulate it. And I was like, you know, I actually have never thought of it that way. That just comes wow. to show how my mind doesn't go to those negative places. But I guess I could see how it can be used to some advantage, I guess. Um, personally, it sounds me, like some dude feeling like patriarchal power over his girlfriend, like not wanting to own her like knowledge and not letting <laughs> her just have it. Like that's so, mean, suspicious is what I'm saying. <laughs> for sure, for sure. They're, they're, yeah, they're very interesting in their own way. But like, I guess, you know, it can, it, it always just matters on intention and energy and just knowing how to trust yourself, to trust others. And so long as you feel comfortable sharing that, it can be a very beautiful tool. I personally love to read my date's birth chart if they're open to it. And I'd be like, <laughs> let me see if this is going to be a waste of time. Or oh like, my God. Like, but there's always the adventurous part of just getting to know them on their own. And then finding out later on and being like, wow, okay. So I was pretty spot on with that one. I guess I could have guessed that. And it makes it fun too. Do you feel like there is inherent incompatibility issues related to astrological chart? no i actually think the complete opposite like people are i think it just like, gives you more insight into how to connect with someone versus yes. like we can't do this because you're this and i'm that yes exactly i don't think there's such a thing as incompatible signs i actually think that all signs are very compatible because it's more about where we are in our life i just recently had a conversation with a friend and i said you know when we start to like get ourselves out of this mindset of like who we think someone is or why we think they do certain things and we replace that why and the who with where and we actually gives our, we give ourselves that time to be like where is this person in their life right now that hmm. actually gives the ability for there to be space for this person to be real and to be transparent because we're not limiting them to who we think they are because as individuals we're constantly changing so if we pay attention more to where we are in our lives it actually allows for there to be change and for there to be growth 
So I do think that that's very reflective of astrology. Like you can be a Cancer or Leo and, you know, whatever, whatever is associated to that is associated to that. But you can be those same signs very far along in your own personal development because you have prioritized that for yourself. And yeah. now where you are in life is way more important than what any of these little things can guide you to. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, I do. I love that there's uh, the idea, you know, that, I do think it is a human nature that everyone changes. And I think that there are people who find more of an identity in being fixed. And like, I don't get that. I'm like, mm. I assume I'm going to be 92 people in this life. You know what I mean? But I have like a way to, that I come to those people, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also, what I hear and what I think about when people talk about incompatibility is like, oh, it might take a little bit of extra work to understand each other. So it's not that these things are actually incompatible it's that they might take a different type of effort and like sometimes the things that aren't quote easy are especially if you enjoy a little bit of a challenge or if you enjoy a little bit of like it's an act of love to put in more work to understand me and mm -hmm. vice versa to me you know what i mean does that make any sense yeah it's an adventure i feel like no. oftentimes <laughs> <laughs> i feel you're like mm this feels like too much work. I don't think, I don't think it's supposed to be this hard. Um, I, no, I, I realize that some things actually do require work. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's very much a difference between like someone just being a flat out terrible person and I'm like doing the work to like try and right, make right. myself For like sure. you. I just mean like ways of communicating or like ways that you experience love. Like if you, if we can take the time to sort of break this down, whether mm -hmm. it be birth chart or whether it be these other things, like, of how sharing we come stories. to this world, sharing yeah. stories, that is going to give me more information on how to be my best self for you. And hopefully if you meet me on that challenge, it's not, it's not hard in this way of like, I'm doing more work than you are in a relationship. It's like, we've both made conscious choices to be better people for each other. Exactly. Yeah. Look at you yeah. giving us the secret to a healthy, lasting right? relationship. That ain't got nothing like to do that. with the Zodiac. That's just called being a good person. I hope so. <laughs> That's called reciprocity, Shani. Don't forget it. Remember, yes, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm all about some fucking reciprocity. Is that her? Is that her Libra and Venus? Is that reciprocity? Yes, okay. exactly. And you just spoke right to it. <laughs> I did it for you. I expected in return, and vice versa. I always, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Always. Yes, that's and how this. Um, that's how this podcast works. It's literally we scratch each other's backs. You want to back? You want to back scratch right now? Matt? If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Read me to filth. What's up with me? Let's do it. Let's do it. Maddie's right now. So with Maddie, we got sun sign and Scorpio. So what comes natural to you is the emotional depth and sensitivity. Scorpio and your sun sign allows you to feel very aware of all the details in your environment. Like you are very, you know, um, observant and and there's nothing that gets by you and sometimes so it can be through this mysteriousness of you that allows for people to be drawn in but for you it's really about trust and it's really about building trust and it's really about you know someone taking the time to build that trust because Scorpio can be a little hesitant and that's not necessarily a negative thing it's just it understands the depth of emotions and before it can really go to those depths it needs to know that the person that's trying to swim in those waters is going to be able to swim Right. And so you have this depth and this mystery to you that 
that you find a lot of pride in like nurturing, you know, when you care, you're very loyal. Like Scorpios are some of the most loyal people that I have had as friendships. And sometimes that loyalty to, to some can be a little intimidating because, you know, to those that get intimidated, intimidated by it, it could be because they feel that they have to return it and they might not know how. But mm -hmm. to Scorpio, it comes natural to, to be able to go to those depths. Um, then you have your moon in Leo, which is a very interesting and beautiful like balance because Leo is a fire sign that's very much about self-creativity, self-expression. Leo is like a very joyful, um, almost like, like, like an, the energy of a teenager that's just like starting to discover themselves and like is finding pride in like the little things that they do for themselves and the self-care. Like that Leo energy can be really good to tap into when you're needing to remember the importance of taking care of yourself. And Leos do that in a very creative and expressive way, whether it be through art, through music, through dance, through poetry, anything that's about the arts and about expression, it comes naturally to Leos. And so for you, having that in, in your moon sign, you know, your personal self, the way that you are with yourself at home and behind closed doors, you are very expressive, you are very creative, and you actually like to share that out with the world because it's your genuine contribution to adding color and adding vibrancy to this world. You know, also with emotions and, and with Leo being there, it could also very well be that you could be a little sensitive in that regard. Like, you know, you like to feel acknowledged, you like to feel heard and you like to feel understood. And if perhaps maybe someone's not taking the time to do that, that combined with your Scorpio energy can actually allow for you to, to, to feel maybe a little bit more triggered or sensitive to that. So I would definitely look at that as ways to, you know, uh, recenter yourself when you, if you might ever catch yourself kind of feeling like a little personal with maybe anything that's going on. You remember your confidence, you remember your creativity, you remember your depth and you remember your like recenter yourself because that, that, those, that combination there can, can be a little, um, compatible when it comes to the sensitivity but it's not a negative thing it's a beautiful thing when it comes to depth and personality mercury mercury you also have in scorpio so the way that you communicate and actually i got a lot in scorpio you, you and shawnee both are mercury and scorpio which is really interesting because when you think about your friendship and this is me just taking a wild guess but y'all have probably found that security within each other to know that Y'all are loyal, you know, you can trust in each other with like some deep conversations and some maybe secrets and maybe like just depths and also with casual conversations, like the way you both receive information is going to be kind of similar. You don't just take things for what it is because someone is like telling you about it. You need to investigate yourself. You need to follow your intuition. You need to feel whether it sits right with your body before you decide, okay, I believe this. <laughs> you know, it's like very protective and very nurturing. And you, if you want to know anything about Maddie, just DM me. I got you. Right. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> she got all the tea. <laughs> Probably too much. Honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to Venus, you have it in Virgo. So Venus in Virgo, um, I would say is a um, very observant sign and it's an earth sign. So it has a lot of the nurturing energy as well. When it comes to Venus, Venus is responsible for like love and relationships and the, and the way that we find, uh, the way that we seek fulfillment, honestly, through desire. And so with Virgo, it's like, 
it's it's wanting to be of service in order for you to feel your best self like like the feeling of love to you comes with the feeling of feeling useful like you want to know that you can be there for your friends you want to be there for your support systems you want to offer your service to them and and sometimes like if it's not always that you know it's needed it can be energy that needs to then be redirected as to how you can be serving to other communities or to yourself in other ways, because Virgo likes to be a very hands-on, very practical energy that likes to contribute to growth. Um, and it's very observant and, you know, just always keeping an eye on when observant can become over analytical is key with Virgo energy. And I say this because <laughs> I'm a moon in Virgo. So emotionally I have the tendency to just, kind of spin out and get lost in the what ifs and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And I have to bring myself back, recognizing that that's part of my energy, the ability to kind of go too far out in thought. So Virgo is super useful. It's super productive. It's super like grounding, but it also requires the relationship building with that energy so that you don't get too carried away. Mars, you have in Scorpio. Mars is your everyday energy, the way you wake up in bed and you're like, all right, I'm ready for the world. You have it in Scorpio, which can Morning. be very interchangeable. <laughs> that too. It can, be very, it can be very sensually driven. So meaning that your intuition is very strong. It's like you want to feel the urge and the call to something so that you can actually be intrigued by it. Like you, it, it actually might be a little challenging for you to find you know, the excitement and the energy behind just regular mundane ass things. Like you want the depth. You almost want like the seemingly chaotic adventure that comes with like excitement. Like, you know, dull things are just too boring for, you know, that, that Scorpio energy. Scorpio likes the depth. And so if you're going to be like excited about something, you gotta, you almost need to know that it's going to lead to something fulfilling so that you can contribute your best efforts to it also you know very investigative so like the way that maybe you might want to seek you know how you engage with the world is where you can use that ability to be observant you know like say if you found a job where like it, it was uh, like uh, asked of you or it was celebrated of you when you were very observant like wow maddie thank you for doing that like no one's ever noticed but you did it's like that allows for you to also feel that Venus and Virgo energy feel like, yeah, cool. Thank you. Like I actually, I did pay attention, you know, like you're really good at observing things from an analytical perspective. Jupiter is again, the planet responsible for expansion and good fortune. And you also have it in Virgo. So that tells me that you are the most abundant and you receive the most support from the universe and from your communities when you allow yourself to be of service and to be of service in a way that's actually empowering health because Virgo rules the body. Virgo is about self-empowerment and like, you know, emotional stability and physical like empowerment. So anything that you do where you're allowing for yourself to be there for others and supporting their mental health, their behavioral health, their physical health, all of it is going to allow for you to feel very useful. And it's also going to give you more opportunities and allow for more doors to open in your life for you to keep doing that. And that's what you're doing with this podcast, honestly, like, the work that y'all two are doing together is really allowing for there to be bridges amongst islands when people like actually get into that space where they feel alone. And, you know, this has been a crazy year and y'all picked a really good time to make this project happen. Like I've seen you doing it. It's been amazing to watch. And I'm sure there's so many people out there that feel heard and understood and part of a community because y'all have done that together. So Side note, sweet. I'm getting a little cheesy, but you know, it was just part of it. 
I'll email you for that paid advertisement soon. Thank you. Thank you for the drop. Yeah, will you do a testimonial for us? Thanks. <laughs> I will actually ask for y'all to leave a testimonial for me too. But there we go. So we got a few more planets left. Um, Saturn was a planet of restrictions. So like how we feel limited. And in Aquarius, it is you, you actually, this is interesting. You might feel the most restricted and confined when you either consciously or subconsciously give into this feeling of isolation, of this feeling of being like misunderstood or like the black sheep. It's like, well, what's the point? No one gets it anyway. I might as well just hide out and just do my own thing. That's actually the most limiting thing for you. Not just because it's a limiting thing, but because to you, it's a personal trigger. Um, I'm an Aquarius, so I'm all aware of that feeling, like having grown up my whole life, feeling super misunderstood and like, What's the point of expressing myself? No one gets it. So that's a great time for you to look out for. Like whenever you start to maybe feel that energy, try to ground yourself and get yourself to do something that brings you joy because allowing yourself to stay in that energy for too long can actually be just too heavy for your soul. You know, like that's, that's what you came in with this ability to like turn into a, a, a gift rather than have it just be a challenge. Like isolation is is really common amongst Aquarius energy. And the opposite of that is to get out of it and to do things, to be in community, to, to, to check on your friends, to care about your people because it's the opposite of isolation. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, Uranus is, you have it in Capricorn. So that is like, I was saying, so you were born 91, which is like me, and we both have that in common. Uranus is like that, more of like the generational like pod of what we came in to do to break as like a collective, you know, karmic thing. And Uranus and Capricorn is just like this energy of just like so much needing to be done and so much that's being expected of us. But then it's like, how do we break out of that? Like, how are we all contributing to this idea that we need to follow structure and we need to follow order. Like, as y'all can clearly see, all of these old structures and old paradigms are literally crashing as we speak. And we, we're here for that. Like, we're here to facilitate that and to reinstall a new way and a new understanding where people will be accepted and diversity will be celebrated and inclusivity will be the goal. And that's that Capricorn energy kind of dismantling because we're all doing our part to allow for that old energy to fall away. Hmm. Neptune is that planet that's like the way you dream. It's like your, your dreaming planet. And you also have it in Capricorn, which if I'm not mistaken, Sean also does as well. So that is party. You know, that, that energy of like knowing that in order for you to reach your, your goals and your, your dreams, it requires dedication and it requires commitment. And, you know, so long as you know that it doesn't, ever have to feel like a dreadful experience because we know that what we're committing ourselves to is our ultimate happiness. So we have that energy with us, luckily, to support that, that like, we don't have to get overwhelmed when things get hard. We just have to take a pause, revisit the situation at a later time, because at the end of the day, we know what we're here to do. And that's just to create a different world and to be happy with what our endeavors are. So Got to keep that going. Pluto is also in Scorpio. Again, that was the other planet that was like very generational. I explained that with Shawnee's. It's like that energy of just like regaining our sense of identity through expressing our sensuality, through breaking all these taboos of what shouldn't be talked about and what should be suppressed. And it's like, no, no, no. We're here to like actually shine a light on this because it's been way too long. 
we actually are going to grow more as a community and as a collective if we talk about these taboos. Because once we actually talk about them, you actually realize there's nothing about them that should have ever been suppressed. Absolutely. We gain our confidence through that. And we help each other by almost offering each other therapy. Like some people don't have access to therapy, you know? And I think that like when we are there for our friends and when we can offer that safe space for us to just talk and be brave, we're doing a really good thing for each other and for ourselves by talking about some things that would normally be hard, you know, with strangers or with family members even. Hmm. So the last one that I'm going to read for you is your rising sign. And that is in Taurus. Taurus. Taurus is a earth sign. It's the second sign of the Zodiac. And Taurus is a very grounding, earthy, earthly energy that is about quality over quantity. So when people meet you, they probably get this impression that like, and, and it's so weird. It could be, <laughs> it could be hit or miss. Like they might see you and, and like be like, wow, like, like Maddie's super fancy. Like they like really nice things. Like, I don't know if I can keep up with that. Like, and in reality, you're just kind of like, no, I actually am just, I prefer a pile quality. of germs. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer quality over having excess of things. Like, you know, Taurus is also a, a, an energy that has to move at its own pace. Like you can't rush Taurus energy or you can't tell it to slow down. Like Taurus energy has to be able to have the support and the freedom and the space to be able to move at its own pace. Because when trying to like get it out of that space or that pace, it can be really hard for, for tourists to have to feel like they need to catch up or they need to slow down. Like you want to feel honored in your process. And so that impression that you're giving off, like the way that you're coming off to the world is almost, you know, energetically letting it be known like, Hey, I am my own individual. Let me do things at my pace. You know, if you want to create, a safe space for me to be myself, then it comes with accepting that I have my own flow. And so long as you acknowledge that and honor that flow for yourself, your environment will be able to pick up on that a little bit more. Mm. You know? And in addition to that, it's a very grounding energy. So it could be that your friends seek you and turn to you to feel nurtured or to feel kind of held in the supportive nature of just like, you know, Maddie, I'm going through something and you're, you're that friend that's like, okay, come, come, come over. I'll cook us some dinner. We can have a glass of wine. We'll turn on the music. It's like, like you seek those quality things that can help for others to feel safe in your presence. Mm. And that's something that people really enjoy about you. I can tell. Hmm. I'm just sitting with that. I feel really honored to, you know, a lot of these things I've, known or read in different contexts but then to have someone that I know kind of share their own interpretation of these things too like it's uh it's a really beautiful thing and I was honestly struck earlier when you were talking about um a gift um only because my parents named me Matthew which uh to them um Matthew means gift of God right and so mm. like that has like it's just a word that has been thrown around in my life that I have such a weird relationship with, you know, yeah. but it's also something like you're saying about, um, you said this earlier, you know, like recognize when you were talking with Shawnee, it's like recognizing what those gifts are and offering them back out 
brings more fulfillment to you versus this kind of selfish thing of like utilizing gifts for monetary gain or whatever, what have you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just sitting with some reflection. I'm sitting with some <laughs> gratitude. I'm sitting with some joy. I feel I heard a lot of, you know, whether or not this is something that, uh, I mean, I feel like we debunked some of the values of compatibility or incompatibility. And I feel like Shawnee and I have a lot of stuff that makes sense why this project has not, at least in my mind, been met with so much like, uh, it's felt, uh, it's been hard work, but it has felt easy to do that hard work, if that makes Mm. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And the things that we obviously share, um, being very open and honest with each other, also being, um, I don't know if practical is the right word, but just like, forward planning and like thinking ahead and like understanding Mm. before we even start like I think even before we started this podcast like obviously we knew we wanted to do it and we sort of just like jumped in to do it but we didn't jump in to do it not already anticipating the amount of work that was gonna have to go into it I think we both knew that um and I feel like just even you know when we're offline talking about the podcast we're still always in this sort of planning mentality um and then also always checking in with each other you know in relation to just like do you want to talk about this like how are you comfortable with this like okay maybe this is something that we can talk about as friends but we don't talk about it like on the podcast so <laughs> it, it definitely makes it a lot <laughs> yeah i also noticed untucked of like what we yeah. don't right <laughs> uh, QBT after dark yeah uh, QBT, oh, like the qbt bloopers where you see all the dirt <laughs> um i also wanted to ask and kind of like just you know from what i just saw in your birth charts too Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to also say that maybe there was something about this project that excited y'all to do it together because you also have very opposing and different perspectives on things that you find a middle ground with. And I say that because, you know, Shawnee, you have your moon in Aquarius and Maddie, you have yours in Leo. And every astrological sign has its complete opposite. And it's the sign that comes six months after that one. So because there's 12 signs and you break that down to six, there's six and six, each one has their own opposite. And really what opposite signs mean, it doesn't mean that like you're opposing and you don't get along. What it means is that what comes naturally to one is the actual challenge for the other. And what comes as as a natural gift for that person becomes a challenge for the other. So when you're able to meet halfway, you actually create this space of understanding. So with both of y'all having opposite signs in your moon signs, like the way that you think, the way that you feel, the the way that you are in your personal lives is very different than Mm -hmm. each other's, but it also complements each other. And because you're able to meet each other in this vulnerable space of being honest and being raw and being transparent with your communication, you're actually able to see in the middle and say like, you know what? I probably wouldn't have talked about that, but let's do it because I kind of like that when you're bringing it up. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, I do think, and I think we've joked about this a lot when like when we were first starting about how we can talk with each other, but we're disagreeing, or at least we're coming to things from a different perspective, but we enjoy the conversation about it. We enjoy the figuring it out of the other perspective or yeah. or just screaming mm-hmm. our opinions at one another. But we are, because we <laughs> have an understanding of our communication, we know that that comes from a place of like, I'm so excited to share something with you. And I'm so excited that you trust me with what you're offering. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so yeah. like, even if we're kind of coming to the world differently, I have found myself often 
like especially listening back to episodes i feel like when you're in an episode sometimes like there's a very self-conscious thing of wanting to say the right thing or do the right thing or you know even right. if i'm doing everything i can to be present i'm also still trying to like be good you know at what i'm doing and like when i get to listen back i get to listen more and i'm like whoa shani was so right about that or <laughs> like yeah that makes <laughs> so much sense and i i i I don't think that that would work if we didn't have an understanding of who we are as communicators and appreciate those things, you know? Yeah. I think the only thing that we have not like compromised on or like met in the middle on is whether or not Chick-fil-A should be an advertiser of ours. Okay. All right. So I'm going to um, no. <laughs> stop this ongoing. <laughs> we are not in with Chick-fil-A, I promise. Oh my God. Um, Polynesian sauce. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually used to really love the new Chick-fil-A sauce that was kind of like a honey mustard mix thing. Yeah. Um, I've seen all that food get made though. It's like, don't do that to yourself. No, um, no don't. Did you Love see yourself. the, um, there's like a woman who left McDonald's in her closet for like 23 years and it didn't decompose at all. Good for that food. A resilient ass bitch. <laughs> I aspire every day to be like a McDonald's. Unwavering, <laughs> unchanging, un wilting yeah. away, losing flavor every day. Indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andres, thank you so much. Can you tell us where we can find some more of your work, whether it's music, whether it's your podcast? Like, what's up? Yeah. Where do we find you? So right now, Instagram has been the most accessible. And on Instagram, I use that as a way to advertise any projects that I'm doing. Lately, it's been a lot of music. So if you're needing some playlists to just dance to or to go on a run with or just to straight up just have as like background music for when you're hanging out with your friends, I'm uploading tons of mixes. I'm doing a lot of live sets. Um, my Instagram handle is a.lo.so. So that's a.lo.so. Um, and like I said, I, I'm working on a lot of new projects. Um, I had the privileges of being able to work on the Soul Full of It podcast, which is a great podcast. Yeah, we podcast. love Soul Full of It. Mm -hmm. And that's been fun. And as of right now, some things are shifting and I'm kind of expanding on some new projects. Um, so there will be some collaborations that I will be posting up on Instagram. Um, SoundCloud has been where I share a lot of my music and you can look up DJ Aloso on there. But really, Instagram would be the way to stay connected with me. Uh, I'm always open to meeting new friends and, and you know, sharing some perspectives and learning. So please feel free to look me up and kind of get in tune with some of that work. You got to give her your birth information in order to be friends. So that's like, so <laughs> um, I might have to charge for that one though. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, well, thank you for offering your service. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do some meds. Okay, friends, um, it is time to take some meds. Wow. Grammy <laughs> artist, Grammy winning artist. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> very... watch that, but yeah. She better, better. I'm going to knock those Bantu knots right off her head. Um, <laughs> those Bantu knots. A mess. Okay. Um, Shawnee, do you have uh, a ray of light, some meds? Do you have anything for us this week? Yeah, I guess I can share some some rays of light with y'all. Um, so my first one is I have two. First one is uh, I want to bring up Yasmin's meds from last episode because she said she was going to start reading Sula, and just right. a status update: she finished reading Sula and she was very proud of herself for doing something for herself. Um, 
Oh, and yay. Our time of happiness. So I want to update everybody because I know that she was juggling a lot of things. And she ended up taking care of herself in some way, shape, or form, which is what we should all be doing. I loved having her on. It was such a gift. Mm. Such Um, a good episode. That made me happy. And then also, um, we're like in these dog days of summer, you know, where like, not necessarily, I mean, yes, it's hot. I think right now in LA, it's like 122 degrees, something insane. But um, it's, you know, the the waning days of summer, and I have found myself um, outdoors more in a socially distant like friendly way but like really leaning into the outdoors and the nature and being like on a river or on a hike or just outdoorsy which I know we live in Portland Oregon that shit's about to disappear really soon I'm looking at it <laughs> right now and it is overcast and there were a lot of leaves blowing everywhere so fall this way cometh um so yeah I've just been really enjoying the last bits of these like long sunny days and trying mm. to like be up early and take as much advantage of them as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I feel that. And what Andres, do you have um, some meds for us this week? Let me see. Um, one thing that's really been allowing for me to stay really present, you know, I think presence has been my, my daily med that I've been taking and mm. I've heard, my whole life like you got to take care of you you got to take care of you and you know we all know RuPaul says if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love someone else and to that extent you know I think um right now like a really fun way to kind of be there for myself has been to remember to freaking breathe like straight up y'all like I've been actually taking time to focus on my inhales and like focus more on my exhales, especially in those moments where I feel like I'm getting a little too like caught up in something. And I remember to be present. And that to me has been the best way to be there for myself. And it also takes away this pressure that I need to do something specific or I need to do some like fancy self-care routine to feel like I'm prioritizing myself. It's just bringing it back to the basics, remembering to breathe, remembering to drink a glass of water, It's like simple little things that I've been doing for myself that actually feel like self-care. And, you know, I just leave out with that. And yeah, that way you can enjoy the weather as it is right now. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it becomes fall, we enjoy it too. So, Yes, thank you. I Mm -hmm. took a deep breath while you were talking. So thanks for the reminder. Um, (laughs) Drink your your water, water is life. Um, uh, Shawnee, mine's similar. Honestly, I, someone... A good friend of mine told me earlier this year um, or earlier in the summer, they were just like, honestly, Maddie, you go hard. Like, and it's because, not because I love being tired all the time, but it's because, especially in Portland, this hot vitamin D access to water type weather is such a short amount of time that I just like refuse to let it pass me by. There's some dogs in the background. Hi, dogs. Um, (laughs) And I refuse to let it pass me by. And so I as a way to seize my own well-being, I like am always on the go. You know, I feel like um, this summer I've just really been like trying to be by water and in water and in the sun as much as possible. I feel like I have the best tan I've had in like years since I left North Carolina. <laughs> so come through, um, Ted. <laughs> truly, um, I'm still like you know a pasty white person, but it's like the tan version, I guess. Um, but you know, I was in water like multiple times this week and Mm. there was one moment where um my 
friends didn't want to like go down to the water with me. So I just like went down by myself and then I just like kind of stuck my hands in the sand and I was like, was literally sitting in the water and just kind of like letting the waves like hit me like right under the chin and just kind of bobbing with it. And it was, you know, so simple. So, you know, whatever, but I just made sure to notice how I was feeling and feel appreciative of the ways. I mean, you used the word flow earlier when describing me and I feel like I have avoided almost my whole life being in touch with that flow. And I'm trying my best in my adult life to get in touch with that. And water to me is such a, it's not necessarily the thing I love the most, but it is the thing that helps me remind me what's me, <laughs> if that mm. makes any sense. So that's what I was trying to do this week. Also just, I fucking love being in the sun and I love the fall weather and we will appreciate that too, but I love it the most when I know I've taken full advantage of the sun, you know? Yeah. Mm. And like two months, it'll be like, what are your meds? And we're going to be like, oh my God, it's fall and we can wear sweaters. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking forward for that fall though, y'all. I was just saying, it's going to be a beautiful fall. <laughs> I agree. You know, I, I'm not quite ready to jump into it, but I, I am, I'm, I'm starting, I'm leaning into it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. <laughs> Now's the time to prepare though. With like having that head, that heads up really gives you that time really? to be like, all right. I mean, my fall wardrobe is, you know, we love On her. point. <laughs> <laughs> we love her. Okay. <laughs> um, Shawnee, do we got any homework this week? Uh, we do have some homework this week. You have very specific homework, which is to look up whether or not you can say that word or not. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's your personal homework, but no. Um, everybody's homework this week is very much so in line with what we were doing on this um, very special episode, which is do some research on your signs, right? We all pretty much know our zodiac. If you don't know your um, ascending or your moon, then hit up um, Andres or mm -hmm. um, we'll send with you a- money. We'll a yeah, with money. Um, <laughs> I think I also know a website that will just, you don't have to like read the whole thing. It'll just give you those three things. Um, but maybe we'll put that in our link tree. Um, but long story short, do some research on your science period. Even if you know your your sun rising and moon, um, dive a little bit deeper, like get to know those mm. signs a little bit more. If you don't know where the planets were exactly, um, again, hit up Andres, please don't DM us because we're just gonna be like, I don't know. We'll get some links. There's some there's some apps, yeah. there's some things to do. You're gonna text your mom, you're gonna be like, what time That's is that exactly. for? And she's gonna be like, um, it is fully three AM on a Thursday, so I'll text you yes. later. But um yeah. That's we'll exactly get what y'all have do to do. Do a deep dive. Do a deep dive because mm -hmm. you'll learn Find a lot your about certificate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's great homework. I think that yeah, thanks moms. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh thank you. I think that's a great idea. I know that for myself I'm gonna I haven't checked in on my chart in a long time so this reminder is awesome i'm excited to do some more reflecting this week especially as we're prepping for fall i often use my birthday as the new year versus mm. new year to kind of reset and so for sure october is soon upon us you know shawnee's birthday is in october too so um yeah. Ooh, yeah. we got some birthdays I was also going to say to add to that homework um, with y'all, I can always send you and email you that birth chart thing that I did for you both. So you have it if you want to do your own research. Yeah. And for anyone listening, you know, I can also share with y'all the website that I use, which is a very user-friendly website where people just plug in their own information and it gives a whole breakdown of their birth charts. Um, and that way y'all can put it in your link tree, but it's a really yeah. user-friendly website. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. It'll be there. Um, cool. 
thank you so much. Um, mm -hmm. I had a wonderful time having you here today. I'm excited for people to check you out on Instagram and get into some of that music. You have yeah. really fun live sets um, and just of you enjoying yourself. And that's like the best part of those, honestly. <laughs> um, it's been really sweet for you to join us and offer literally your service and your knowledge. So I really appreciate mm. it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. And I've been waiting for this beautiful collab ever since I saw you, y'all both doing your thing. So, oh. so oh, proud of you. Out, bro. Like, yeah, okay. we're going to do a deeper dive. We're going to do the houses next. Yeah. Beautiful. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you both so much. Thank you so much. Um, talk to you soon. Um, thank you, Marquis and Shanti Darling, for letting us use their music. And big, big, big thanks to Allie Kiltz and her doggy Floyd for um, helping us with editing. Okay, kids, uh, look up to the sky. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>